reborn out of disaster, four survivors rose again to form a legion of the world's strangest heroes. Da-da-da-doom patrol! Doom Patrol podcast. I'm your host, Scott Coles, and with me as always is Murray Fox. And this week we are looking at Doom Patrol number 17 yeah. from February 2011. Ooh, this year, even. We're in this year, that's right. Just last month. Well, last Crazy. month according to the cover. <laughs> yes, and what a cover it is. It's kind of cool. It's like, uh, what is that, turn of the century? Not yeah, quite during the old, century. The Garrow type of some sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Doom Patrol is all outfitted in there. <laughs> Sunday yeah. finery. He's close guy like a Prussian uh, yes. helmet on there with a spike on top. And... Yeah. And uh, Rita is Lady of the Manor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we've got, what's his name, Larry there with a monocle. <laughs> yeah. Monocle really sets it off. <laughs> a monocle covering around his little bandaged face there. Very cool. Yes. Yes. And it's it's a neat cover. Like, there's lots going on there. We've got the picture spattered yeah. in blood all over. And then in the background, we've got their, uh, their shadows kind of being hung or something. Yeah, that's weird. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Foreboding. That's right. Danger. Mm-hmm. Danger, danger. All righty. Then we open up and we get one of Giffen's classic. What recap has gone pages. before recap pages. That's right. This one in the style of a Dick, Dick and Jane. <laughs> yeah. Dick and Jane page. Straight out of grade one. Very cool. And it just kind of recaps the series very quickly, giving us all the uh, all the highlights there. Uh, yes, reviewing that the chief has gone banana cakes. He's gone crazy because he's mad, and now he's, what did they say? Nothing. He's gone. He's gone, go gone. away. He's gone away. And they end off with Veronica Kale as the president of Oolong Island. Cliff, Larry, Rita live on Oolong Island. Veronica Kale is mean. Veronica Kale wants to make the Doom Patrol cry. Mean, mean, Veronica Kale. <laughs> yes, yes, she is. Yes, she is. And for a change of pace, we are not opening up on Oolong Island. We are opening up in North Korea in the, the Duchy? Dookie. How do you say that word? I think, I think it's Duchy. Duchy. <laughs> the Duchy of Lesser Boswick. Where we get Mr. Boswick penning a humongously long note to somebody. One of his dear, dear friends. And man, he's a wordy guy. <laughs> yeah, that's the... So this is a very, very wordy issue. It is. Not that I'm complaining. I like my issues no, to yeah, be... Uh, <laughs> I like the... Uh, I like the words with my pictures there. So we got the Duke there. He's uh, writing on there. He's going, how long has it been... Too long, if the question must be asked, but in my defense, we Boswicks have of late found ourselves once again 
unceremoniously uprooted and rudely deposited in a strange and foreign land. And uh, he goes on, he says, the balance has shifted and we Boswicks have no choice but to weather whatever changes come our way. And uh, apparently they had been up to this point in Iraq where his wife, uh, the Duchess, was fretting about such feminine fancies as dry skin, brittle hair, and melanoma, of all things. <laughs> uh, he says, believe me, old friend, when I tell you that the disruption of her internet access was no accident, however much I swear to her that it was. <laughs> you get the sense here that these guys are, the Boswicks are some sort of traveling family, whether they, whether they want to travel or not, I'm not sure, but... Uh, as they go on here, they find themselves now in North Korea, and he says, uh, yeah, here we get into it. In past missives, I've compared the curse to the mythic village of Brigadoon, a village, as you know, condemned to exist in what we define as reality for one day every hundred years. Were that our fate, I'm quite certain I would have gone irrevocably mad long ago. Ours is a more temperate curse, if such a thing exists, due to past misdeeds and the ill-advised acceptance of an assassination writ that charged us with the discreet removal of a sorcerer of some note, we Boswicks now find ourselves at best nomadic, at worst, prisoners of our own modest realm. Ah, uh, yes, they so I guess are. their little mansion or whatever pops in and out. I think so. That's the impression I got. It kind of travels yeah. with them. Uh, kind of travels with them. And North Korea, they find, is is uh, a melting pot of atrocities directed against its people. <laughs> I think we should be here for quite some time, the societal climate being so conducive to the needs of this curse. Uh, yes, and they, they talk a little bit about the, uh, the uh, North Korean ruler, the <laughs> megalomania-driven madness <laughs> that he has. Uh, he says that we Boswicks were welcomed with open arms by the little wee madman, and why not? Many is the time that he has availed himself of our services. I will admit, though, that exchanging sanctuary for our usual fees has put a bit of a financial strain on the household. But beggars cannot be choosers. Mm -hmm. So we go inside the mansion and we get to meet the, uh, the lovely Duchess. <laughs> and lovely she lovely, is. Lovely, crazy duchess. <laughs> that is right. She uh, likes her corsets. I like that. She really good. does. She's got the uh, tiny little waist and, and everything else quite large. Mm -hmm. <laughs> large and bountiful. Uh, and we find out she enjoys her galas. She enjoys the balls. And, uh, you know, she worries about her appearance and stuff and and uh, the little Korean maid that she has there is, is a little worried, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he says in his letter there that I think the staff that has been provided for us is more than a little to blame for, uh, for this starved, gaunt wretches, the lot of them. And yet, despite it all, uh, she insists on the finest food and drink in abundance. Let no guest know want nor need, as she is fond of saying. Not that she indulges, mind you. And then we see a picture of her. <laughs> Chomping the face off of. <laughs> she should get her nose off. Of yes, having just a little nose chew, because you know, when you're feeling peckish, there's nothing mm -hmm. like a little nibble on the nose. <laughs> yes, she thinks he says, yeah. When no one is looking, she indulges in her 
in her little uh, indulgences there. And then we uh, we go on to meet the son, young Byron. Byron has become quite the strapping lad, if I do say so myself, but chip off the old block indeed, and quite the lady killer. <laughs> but um bump <laughs> As we uh, move around the room, we see that he's got a lady chained to the bed, and there's not much left to her. An arm, a leg. It's pretty messy. The rest is, yeah, a little messy. But, you know, the rigors of youth and all that. <laughs> uh, close to, uh, I guess he goes through the maids rather quickly. Three maids a week, you know, so they get they get a little fussy about that. But, you know, he just hits a couple of buttons on his uh, wall there, and the, <laughs> the maid gets sent down to the uh, basement like some sort of ginormous garburator. <laughs> yeah, the bed goes down. Something sucks all the stuff off it. That's right. Old bed goes up. down. New bed comes up. All clean. Who doesn't need one of those? Yeah, really. <laughs> so at the end of his letter, he says, "In closing, mm -hmm. let me reiterate how much I miss the pleasure of your company. Even though you are well over a century past due on our forty-pound wager, Her <laughs> Majesty's finest never did connect yours truly with the Whitechapel murders. Chuck the Ripper, indeed." Sincerely, your undying friend, Duke Byron Bostwick II. And uh, mm. <laughs> he's got quite the look there. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's cool. He's got this two-tone mustache, half white, half uh, black. Silver streaks through his hair. He's quite striking. Quite, crazy. Quite striking, yes. And all three of them quite crazy, but very mannerly, you know. <laughs> well, that's important thing. Of course. For sure. Now we get to Oolong Island and we get a little uh, a little tete-a-tete -tete there with uh, Cliff and Veronica Kale. She's, uh, she's telling them that, you know, we can't have you involving yourselves in situations that could negatively impact Oolong Island. And he's like, uh-huh, and just how exactly did we do that? <laughs> and she's like, well, I never said you did this time. Uh, but, uh, and he's like, so uh, this is some kind of before the fact chewing out? <laughs> She's like, I prefer to think of it as coming to a mutually beneficial agreement. And uh, Cliff isn't sure that he likes the sound of that. And she's like, eh, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Why are you being so difficult about this? And he's like, huh, out of the frying pan into the fire. Ring any bells? <laughs> she says, I am not Niles Calder. I would think a little bit of gratitude is in order, if only for that fact. He's like, don't hold your breath. <laughs> he realizes that they've changed one uh, one uh, pushy leader for another. And uh, she tells Different him... Different hand on the leash is still a hand on the leash. That's right, that's right. She's like... Uh, She's just telling him, you don't really have a choice, so <laughs> you might as well get used to it. The Doom Patrol has been nationalized, as in transferal of ownership from the private sector to the state. And uh, Cliff reminds her that Calder didn't own them. <laughs> Not that that matters, because they are now part and parcel of Oolong Island's defense force, I guess. And we head on out to the beach, where... Cliff is recounting what's just happened to Larry, and Larry's like, you really said that? You really believe that? And he says, well, Calder sure believed it. Very nice dodge. Thought you might appreciate that, says Cliff. 
So we're what? We're the property of Oolong Island now? And Cliff says, well, not if I have anything to say about it. And uh, Larry just asks, well, do you? <laughs> How long's it been since we called our own shots? And Larry's like, uh, never. <laughs> I mean, you don't see the Justice League taking their marching orders from uh, whoever. And then Larry reminds him, well, there was that time that Aquaman called the shots in Detroit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out for the Detroit JLA. And a dig on the Detroit JLA, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, because that worked out real good, didn't it? <laughs> How does Rita feel about all this, asks Larry. And Cliff says, I don't know. I came to sound you out first. I know, I know. What was I thinking? So then, of course, he does go to Rita. And we're in Rita's little uh, comfy bachelor or bachelor pad, comfy beach pad. And she's asking the important questions. Like, if we refuse to go along this, what's going on? And he says, well, we get deported. She said that. She actually came out and said that. Not in so many words, but her meaning was clear enough. And Rita's thinking, well, that's disturbing. And then on her shoulder, we see tiny little bumblebee. Bumblebee. Bumblebee floating on her shoulder there. Chief's kicked out, and Bumblebee swoops in and finds a place on the team right away. <laughs> She's like, does this outfit make my thighs look chunky? And Rita says, you look I'm fine. I'm not sure how I feel about Bumblebee. <sighs> yeah, I get that it's nice. I have, you know, I have that you know, attachment to the original team. Yeah, yeah. I don't, really, I don't really know Bumblebee very much, and I don't know if I care yet or not. Yeah. I'm kind of leaning towards I don't, but... She hasn't really done anything, I think, is the problem. Other than, you know, be small and fly around. Yeah, I uh, I think, I don't know, I don't know if she's just there to serve as a sounding board for uh, for uh, Rita, or if she's there just to be, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't see a purpose. That's the, that's no, the, I don't really see her as a Doom Patrol. Yeah. I don't know, like, she's not... But they had a dynamic, you know. Well, I guess yeah. since she's stuck being small, she has that sort of. She's basically the opposite of Rita. She, 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 she yeah, big, very true. Small and she's a freak that way, I guess. But yeah, she. I don't. I don't know. She's. I guess. I mean, since since uh, what's his name, Jeff Johns, put her on the team. Giffen. Uh, I don't know. He must have had some plan for her because I mean, he could have just sent her off the way. He sent off, uh, what's his name? Mal, her husband, yeah. So he kept her around, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure why. I wouldn't say. I mean, I'm not going to miss her, but, uh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, if she's there, fine. She's got, she's got a little role to play, I'm sure. Uh, little. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. I wasn't even planning that. <laughs> All righty. So we got, uh, Rita and Bumblebee having their little chat there. She's like, you look fine. What if we decide to just say no? What then? Cliff says, well, that's my point. It's not like we've got a secret headquarters stashed away someplace. That JLA cave we squatted in for a while is uh, all occupied and all things considered. Dayton Manor's out of the question. You know, he left last night, says Rita. Steve, he skulked off in the middle of the night. Oh, that's very convenient. <laughs> I can see you're all broken up about it. And uh, Bumblebee says, well, why not just wait and see what she does? She, Kale, Veronica Kale, that is what Cliff came over to talk about. And Rita says, well, Karen's got a point. I mean, can she really be any worse than the chief? <laughs> <laughs> Cue ominous music. Bum, bum, bum. 
<laughs> and they find themselves on a plane zipping across the Atlantic, the Pacific. I don't know. They're on a plane. I'm sure they're over the water somewhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. Can she really be any worse than the chief? <laughs> Whispers uh, the uh, cliff. And she's like, I heard that. You were meant to. <laughs> There's that gratitude issue again. And Cliff says, well, I ain't seen all that much to be grateful for here. And and uh, Kale explains, well, I thought you might enjoy a change of pace. She's all, she's all dressed up swanky with her pearls and her champagne glass. So clearly they're going off on some sort of special trip. Rita's wearing her handy-dandy little black dress. And Perhaps a diplomatic mission or something. Yes, the guys are all in their tuxes. And Karen is like, she's got a point. The only thing the chief used to send you off on was, well, suicide missions. <laughs> Cliff's like, whose side are you on? How come you ain't dressed to humiliate? And uh, <laughs> she says, there's no Toys for Us store on Oolong Island. <laughs> that's funny because that's exactly what uh, my son Kevin calls Toys for Us. <laughs> uh, we want Toys for Us. Toys for Us. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> right on. Uh, she shops from the uh, Babette Isle, apparently. Polyester wardrobe. Thanks so much for reminding me, Cliff. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we get the scoop here. They are they are uh, heading off on a bodyguard mission. They are to be protecting per resident Kale. And they're asking why she doesn't just use her regular bodyguards. And she says, perception's everything. Metahuman bodyguards send the right message to the right people. Huh, she's showing off her new toys, says Rita. And Kale agrees. Well, you know, there's that as well. <laughs> and they ask her is, is, if she's expecting trouble, and she says, I'm always expecting trouble. You can never be too careful, especially when dealing with the likes of the Boswicks and that fey little madman who's given them sanctuary. Uh... And they ask her, well, why is she even going then? And she just says, it's necessary. Tedious function of state. Oolong Island's national sovereignty depends on the recognition of certain suspect nations. North Korea is chief among them. And they ask how Lesser Boswick figures in. And she says, it's a need-to-know basis. And you don't really need to know. <laughs> Rita's like, I take it all back. She is as bad as the chief. <laughs> Sticks and stones. Do what you like as long as you do what you're instructed to do. And they land in North Korea and they wander into the beautiful Boswick mansion and mm hubba -hmm. hubba. Wow. They are all all sorts of stuff going on. Duped out to the uh, nines and tens there in their fancy evening gowns. And let's see there. They're enjoying the party. They're keeping an eye on Kale. And uh, none of the Doom Patrol are particularly impressed with the uh, type of people in the party. Q. <laughs> Q, one of our favorite old enemies. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And, uh, and uh, yeah, we get, we get uh, the first appearance of General Amortis in this series. He's all decked out in his absolute finery. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> I would have expected more medals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got There's a lot of ropes, though. Lots of ropes. He's, lots of uh, braid work. Yes, he's very much into the braiding right now. 
very, very much so. And, and uh, General Mortis saunters up with his little champagne in hand and says, Ahem, Hope I'm not interrupting anything important. Calmly, calmly, I too am a guest of the Bostwicks. No better than to violate their standards of etiquette. Nothing up my sleeve, you see. And he pulls up his, his uh, coat there to show his wrinkly little yellow arm. <laughs> you realize how ludicrous you're being holding a grudge just because I didn't kill you. Not for lack of trying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Not for lack of trying. And uh, Larry's like, this guy just doesn't smell like old people. How's that possible? <laughs> he's like, Larry, shut up. <laughs> true, too true. Perhaps next time. Okay, that did it. We got to walk away now before the uh, before they get into it too deeply. And uh, as they leave, General Amortis tells them that Veronica Kale will not live to see the sun rise. That's Ooh. a great image of him there with his head all yeah. crackly and wrinkly. And He's got a big scar on his head. Yes. He used to have that. That must have been fairly recent. Well, when you're this old. <laughs> when you're this old, everything can uh, he took a fall down the scars. That's right. Most of the hip cracked his head up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That is right. So uh, Cliff is like, ah, son of a... I knew he didn't just waltz over to say hello. Calmly, calmly, Mr. Steele. I will have no hand in your president's assassination. He was going, assassination. And General Amortis explains that there are covetous eyes, Miss Farr. Oolong Island is a treasure trove of all manner of super science. Super science that President Kale has been very reluctant to share. Control of Oolong Island could, in theory, radically alter the balance of power in the region. The beloved leader would like nothing better than to see that happen. And uh, Cliff says, just as long as he comes out on top. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> what do you know about our hosts, asked General Mortis. Larry's <laughs> like, well, they throw one hell of a party. <laughs> I love Cliff. Shut up. <laughs> you. <laughs> very, very cool. Uh, General Amortis tells them that uh, we share an affliction. The Boswicks and I left to live our lives. We will never die. We are, to all intents and purposes, immortal. Old money will only last so long, especially old money generated by technologies whose time has long since passed. Despite appearances, the Bostwicks are completely at the mercy of whichever nation will have them. Fortunately, they possess a skill set much in demand by, well, just about every head of state. What, you telling us that they are a family of hitmen? Nothing quite so vulgar. So why are you telling all this, asks Rita. Because, Miss Farr, I am still trying to kill you. <laughs> Do give my regards to Niles, posthumously, if possible. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that. <laughs> I wish General Amortis had had more to do in this uh, story. He's got a great little uh, couple of pages, but... Yeah. But then he wanders off stage, and that's okay. He's still around. <laughs> and then uh, Larry's like, no, really, he's got to be a couple of thousand years old, right? My grandmother was only 80, and she smelled like... <laughs> Trainer, focus. Anybody see Kale? And Rita's like, well, who can see anyone in this crowd? We need a bird's eye view. And she opens up her little pocket purse, and out comes Bumblebee. She's on it. And she is flying atop the uh, party goers, and she, uh, <laughs> she says, hair that brassy should stick out like a sore thumb. 
So she does her little uh, circuit of the town there, circuit of the room. If she's still in the room, she's hiding it well. Not for nothing, guys, but she might have just gone to the powder room, which is, of course, Rita's cue. <laughs> she's on it. And uh, Cliff says, we'll, we'll comb the room, meet back here in 10, with or without her. If Immortus has her on the level, or was on the level, well, you got to do the math. <laughs> and uh, as they're walking by, we get uh, young Barry. He's, uh, he's uh, caught, or uh, Bumblebee has caught his attention. He's, he's looking at her, and he's looking at her pretty little wings, and he's like, she had wings wings excuse me and he goes chasing off after Rita and little bumblebee and Rita's like I don't suppose you spotted the powder room while you were flying around up there she's like sorry <laughs> Barry comes over and he's like I must have her and Rita has no idea who he is she's like excuse me that little woman name your price Rita goes you cannot be serious oh where are my manners Byron Boss with the third, forever waiting. Waiting for my father to shuffle off this mortal coil. Feudile doesn't begin to describe it. Not <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> waiting for my inheritance. It's never coming. <laughs> yeah, for my immortal father to finally come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like uh, Prince Charles. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> waiting for the immortal Queen Elizabeth to uh, kick the bucket. That's <laughs> her. Which, She's a metahuman for sure. I know, no kidding. Her and Immortus, they're both right up That's here. Right. <laughs> you know Charles is cursing whatever uh, <laughs> whatever right. vitamins are in her uh, system there. Mm -hmm. All righty, so Rita introduces herself, and, uh, and Barry says, Well, I know who you are. Truth to tell, I'm a big fan, or I was. And she's like, Oh, that's, uh, that's not too creepy, all things considered. He says, that little woman, and Rita says, she's not for sale. And Barry just says, well, I'm afraid I must insist. Boom, boom, boom. Change of scene. We get to see Mrs. Boswick, the Duchess, with her, uh, <laughs> that outfit is just classic. Oh, yeah. Tight, tight, tight corset with her uh, bountiful boobs just getting ready to pop out there. Amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so she's talking to, I guess, one of her henchmen. You saw that little tiny flying woman? Yes, my lady. Should we confiscate her? No, no need. It stands to reason that someone would show up with a meta, if only for appearance's sake. She might have at least gone to the trouble of dressing appropriately. Yes, my lady. I'm afraid my son may have given in to one of his baser appetites. Do remind him that there is a time and a place for everything, and this is not the time to be indulging childish whims. Ah, <laughs> uh, whatever shall I do with that boy? Now then, where were we? Ah, yes, Byron, Byron, Byron. And we see on the little view screen that Byron's getting ready to throw down with Rita. And we move to another part of the, uh, the kingdom where Veronica Kale has been strapped to a torture machine of some sort. Or if only or maybe just a prisoner chair. Either way she's she's trapped and Boswick That's right. Boswick Senior has her trussed up pretty good. A public display after his mother went to so much trouble to make this evening a memorable one. 
A grand fetch, she called it, as if the inclusion of a word in French would uh, elevate the event in the minds of those attending. I didn't have the heart to tell her that her guest list owed more to this nation's mad little ruler than to any social status we Boswicks may have accumulated over the century in some odd that we've been bouncing about. She bruises so easily, dear Victoria does. Ah, what's done is done, I suppose. And uh, he continues jibber-jabbering for a little while. Talks about his son. I'm going to have to give that boy a stern talking to, perhaps charge him with cleaning up his own mess. Yes, that sounds like just the life lesson he requires, as well as a fitting punishment for this latest transgression. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chicago has uh, Bluetooth there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Any old Victorian sort of turn-of-the-century guy. And he's got, yeah, he's got his Bluetooth going. He's, he's adaptable, if nothing else. Yep. And then we uh, see he's having a little chat with General Mortis. Duke Baron II of Boswick. Immortus, and so formal. Is that any way to greet an old friend? I do hope you still adhere to your regimen of early to bed, early to rise. I've so very few friends left, and I would hate to be indirectly responsible for the demise of another. And Immortus says, I'm a creature of habit, as you well know, and well clear of the consequences of young Byron's actions. Yeah, he's uh, driving off in his little... Yeah. Car there. <laughs> uh, Adam that's right. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> you read the writing on the wall, did you? Precisely. I do hope you enjoyed yourself while it lasted. Quite, quite. You will pass on my compliments to the Duchess. I will indeed. Can you, or I can count on you to help us navigate the negative backlash. Of course. A suitable cover story would be very useful. You'll be the first to know. Very good. Oh, before I forget why I called, the robot doesn't breathe. Ah, says Bostwick. He's going to file that away. And he meets with his wife, and she's suitably upset. Weeks of planning, and for what? This, this whole evening is just one great social gaffe. I swear, Byron, I will thrash that boy to within an inch of his life. He tells her that she will do nothing of the kind. Well, then I will have one of these wretched peasants we employ do it for me. He's like, that's much better. <laughs> and we get a picture of Cliff doing battle with the party goers who have been... No, he's not doing battle with anything. He's just standing knee-deep in dead... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've all... Uh, they've seen better days. They've been gassed. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's why he, that's that's why he told them the robot, it, doesn't, the robot breathe. doesn't breathe. Right, right, right. Right, because he was uh, assuming, apparently, that the gas would knock them all out. But instead, just took out the Korean party goers, and Cliff is still standing. Still standing. And he's, uh, he says, on the bright side, we did acquire the kale woman. And his wife is like, you've got eyes for her, haven't you? You've barely left her side all evening. <laughs> he says, the better to appropriate her, dearest. Mm-hmm, yes, you do have your charms. And then they, uh, they, <laughs> they start having a bit of a food fight, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> As they, uh, fight, I guess. Yeah, they start they, uh, splashing the blood around. And, and uh, yeah, they're having just a... Lovely time as they're uh, throwing the blood around. 
she's kind of running it through his hair and he's splashing it all over her. It's yeah, very fetching. <laughs> very, very fetching. And she's like, oh, my gown, my gown. <laughs> As if you haven't got closets filled to the brimming with the same. He's like, oh, you cad. I'm no two alike and you know it, but they're clearly quite enjoying themselves there. And then Cliff pops up and he's like, you've got to be kidding me. What, what, this, uh, who the hell are you people? <laughs> and they get their introduction now. Of course, please forgive our deplorable lack of decorum. Duke Baron Boswick II and Duchess Victoria Boswick at your service, known in select circles as the aristocrats. And that. There was a lot of setup for that joke. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess is the whole point of the aristocrats joke, so it kind of Yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure, for sure. <laughs> yes, and that is where the story ends. Boom. Crazy. Crazy. But cool. I like those yeah. new uh, I like that little family. They've got uh, they got class. Potential. <laughs> they do have potential. That's what it's about. Throwing some new stuff out there and seeing what sticks around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd say he's, he's had that goal all along where yeah. he wasn't going to just use the old stuff over and over again. He was going to create new stuff mm -hmm. and add, add to the toy box as it were. Yes. And here he is. Yeah, oh, for sure. There's lots of new, new things there. New things that could be used in the. Uh, in the coming months by somebody, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess not so much by him, but... But, but that's all right. He's, he's laid some stuff down, and maybe someone will grab a hold of it. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> all righty. Well, that brings us to the end of this week. We will uh, catch you all next week. In the meantime, you can visit us over on our forum or our website, doompodtroll.com, where we have got links to all our episodes and where you can comment away to your heart's content and we have our email address doompodtroll at gmail.com mm -hmm. where you can always send us a message that we will eventually get around to reading <laughs> for sure right on. all right that's it we will catch you all next week cheers